Welcome to the MomStrong Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson, creator of the MomStrong Method and full-time holistic health and life coach for working moms. I give it to you straight. I hold you to being your best self, and I can't wait to help you craft your life into something perfectly imperfect. Tune in each week as I share tips, tricks, and motivation for balancing family, a job, and trying to get healthy. I'm so glad you're here. So um, typically with podcasts, what I'll do is I'll record about a month in advance, about four episodes at a time. But given the coronavirus, I think I want to be doing it weekly. Um, A, for my own sanity, it gives me something to do and something to feel like I'm trying to make a difference and put a little sunshine in your world or a little um, hope, hopefully. Uh, And B, I just haven't felt like recording four things in a row recently. Um, It's been crazy, right? So Ryan and I are entering our fourth week of staying at home due to the coronavirus. And some days it feels like we're living in this weird dream. And it definitely feels like it's been like four years. Everything seems super surreal. And I know you guys know what I'm when I say this, what I mean. And the interesting part for me is that we are all experiencing it in really different ways. Um, All the same, yet all really different. So I work with obviously working moms and I have lots of one-on-one clients. I'm so grateful for them. All of them are choosing to continue their contracts and to give themselves support because right now, heck, we need all the support that we can get. And I'm so proud of them for showing up however they show up. It doesn't need to be perfect. doesn't need to have it all figured out. Um, but just showing up every day and, you know, leaning on me and leaning on the other moms in the group. And it's just been really inspiring to see and to hear the varied stories that, you know, some of us are like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing to happen. I get to cancel meetings and slow down and have more time with my kids and have more time. Some of us are like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing to happen because I have less time and now no boundaries, no social support outside of being around the same people in my family every day, potentially if you're going into work still. Um, Some of us are laid off. Some of us, you know, are newly work from home. And so there are so many varied things going on here between the emotional stress that fear and uncertainty causes. And goodness, there's a lot of fear and uncertainty going around right now. And also the life, literally your life being turned upside down. So from maybe going from working in an office every day to now working at home to working not with your spouse to all of a sudden being in your spouse's business 24-7 to not really wanting to be a teacher, but all of a sudden kind of being a teacher (laughs) or being laid off from your work or you still going in and feeling like you're putting yourself at risk and dealing with that, mitigating all these emotions. And it's on all different fronts. And the funny thing is, is that I'm hearing women um, talk about money too, right? So some women have lost their jobs, some partners have lost their jobs. Um, Some are still working, some are being furloughed, some are being cut on their income. But the funny thing is, I was in a couple mom's groups, and I saw this thread come a few times, that a lot of people are actually saving money, um, whether it's not having to pay before or after care or childcare right now, because your kid's not in daycare or in um, before or after care for school. Um, you know, we're not being charged for Zeke's swim lessons. We're dining out a heck of a lot less. We're doing takeout maybe once a week just to get a break from all the dishes and making meals. Um, and also saving on gas. I think I'm getting like three weeks to the gallon right now. 
And so there are some, you know, silver linings of this thing, but I know a lot of people aren't there yet. They're not ready for the silver linings or the pep talk. Um, and so today's episode, I'm going to give you a bunch of just random smattering of tips. There is really no rhyme or reason or order to these, um, but some things that maybe you haven't thought about to implement in your life to just make things a little bit easier. Um, you know me, usually I would be the one saying like, all right, it's just weather. It's okay. We're going to get through this and just keep doing your best. Don't let yourself down right now. Don't eat like crap. Make sure you're getting all the sleep. And I think that these situations come with mitigating circumstances where that normal message of mine, it doesn't really feel right. Um, because we really are, a lot of us are in we want to go to thrive mode, but we're just not there yet. We're still in survive mode. And so I want to give you permission to be wherever you are at. Um, I'm really honestly disappointed by seeing a lot of health coaches and people in the fitness industry and uh, multi-level marketing or small business owners. Kind of the, the meme that I've seen going around quite frequently, which makes me real mad, <laughs> is the one like, hey, you have extra time. So if you don't come out of the end of this without a new job, you know, or a new side hustle or whatever, like all the shame stuff when like most of us are just trying to cope day from day and to have someone shaming us saying, oh, you have all this free time because you aren't commuting anymore. And so therefore you should have this new side hustle figured out or you should be making more money or you should be more relaxed. Like... I think that's crap. And I think some of us are experiencing that. You know, personally, I'm grateful for my life because, you know, to be transparent, I have one kid. I am have always worked from home. Um, I My partner and I get along really, really well. I love Ryan. And, you know, yes, do I want to smack him sometimes if he breathes the wrong way? Yes, I've had those days in quarantine. I think we all have. <laughs> but for the most part, I really enjoy being around him and we've set some really good boundaries and I'll talk about how to do that with your partner in a second here um really enjoy Zeke he's really good like he's very a very docile child he um yeah it hasn't whined too much and so I feel very fortunate. I've built this life of freedom that I am able to move my schedule around. I'm able to work 100% from home and support people virtually. So my business hasn't been shaken and I feel very fortunate with that. So that's my lens. But I also work with, you know, over a dozen women who are not experiencing the same thing that I'm having or who are having major life adaptations right now or who are nurses on the front lines or who have lost their jobs. And so... I, I want to give you some things that I've seen and talk with them about that have been working for them. Also things that I've been implementing in my own life. My last reminder, actually, I'll get to it at the end. So hold on for that last reminder. Um, okay, so some tips for staying sane as much as possible in quarantine or stay in place or however you are um, handling or phrasing this whole coronavirus thing. So the first thing is, if you haven't noticed, so for us at our house, I'm like, where'd all the spoons go? Why don't we have any spoons? Are there more? Did the spoons get stolen? Like, where are the spoons? <laughs> and I'm sure that for you, maybe it's all types of dishes. Maybe it's cups. Maybe it's plates, whatever it is. You're like, what? I never noticed that we have such a lack of this utensil <laughs> because now you're eating three meals from home with all your humans and your family. And so things go missing quickly. Um, or, you know, we all use the tiny spoons instead of the big spoons. We don't have any more tiny spoons by the time it comes to dinner time. So one of those things, it's just an interesting observation that I've seen and that I've heard people talk about. Um, a couple tips for that. I recommend just one meal a day. And again, the earth, right? We love the earth. Don't get me wrong. We all love the earth. So if you are like an earth mama and this is offensive, I'm sorry. But 
one meal a day, give yourself permission to use paper or to just put things on napkins, have like deli sandwiches with napkins and things that you can just throw away. Or go ahead and just buy a few extra things if that feels good to you. If, and I recommend this with clothes too. If you're finding that, oh my God, we are always out of socks or, you know, my daughter's always out of underwear or whatever it is, buy extra right now. It's okay. Give yourself a little bit of permission to use the paper plates. And I recommend too, um, drinking cups seem to be a big one where, I mean, we're like all out of drinking cups and I'm like, where are they all at? So if you can buy just some cheap plastic stackable cups or make little like construction paper placemats or like um, coasters essentially and label them. So everyone's cup goes on the coaster or everyone has one cup a day and it's like, no, where's your cup? I'm because I'm not pulling another cup out of this out of this pantry. So you need to go find your cup because all the dishes that pile up are pretty insane. So permission granted once a day, grab some paper plates and napkins and plastic utensils, use those, give yourself a little break from the dishes, and then also assigning a cup per person per day. That might help. Another thing that I'm seeing, especially with folks that are now both working from home, or maybe you're just working from home and your partner isn't or whatever, um, is setting new boundaries with your spouse and your kids. So your kids aren't used to you being at home and them having to be quiet, most likely. Zeke is pretty used to it. Usually I just give him his Kindle and he watches some educational, semi-educational, probably not that educational <laughs> programming on his Kindle while I need to be taking calls. Um, but think of, this is all new. So you can't expect your kids all of a sudden where you're in the office and they're like, oh, mommy's in the office, she's at work. Like they don't get that. So help them by setting boundaries with your spouse and your kids. And this can be a few things. I do recommend getting your own office, having your own office space. And if you can at all avoid it, it might be worth investing in a $40 desk from Ikea, having that shipped to you to have your own space that isn't in the living room or at the end of the dining table where you're constantly moving your stuff. That's just one more decision to make. And it's really stressful. So if you can create your own space, your own office, that's best, obviously. Um, Ryan and I are fortunate he has an office downstairs with a door that can close. I have one upstairs with a door that can close. And so when that door is closed, you don't knock. Um, and again, this might be resetting boundaries for your family. Maybe in the past, they've been able to knock on your office door when it's closed. But giving them some more of those specific things saying, hey, when this is closed, if you don't have a space where you can close a door, I recommend like a sign that you can just tape on the back of your computer that they can see that's like busy or quiet or something. Or, you know, if your kids can't read yet, it's like a purple sign. If you see the purple sign, mommy's on a call. Of course, these things aren't perfect and the kid's not going to be like, oh, okay, purple sign, got to be quiet. Um, but at least having the conversation. And maybe it's flip-flopping sometimes if your spouse is gone during the day and you are not. Um, maybe in the evening it's taking on some more work time temporarily so that you can do that in the evening while they take the child out for a walk or downstairs to play or whatever. So having these conversations about boundaries and creating your own office space. Um, I think the office space thing is so key because... Right now, you, nothing's going to feel normal. You're going to feel like you're just like literally living at home because you are. And so creating your own office space, add a candle. Add, like really honestly decorate it like you would at your normal office, except for now you can have like candles and stuff and like funny quotes that actually have swear words and stuff. <laughs> so I redid the board that I can see just over my computer. I redid it um, as a kind of way to freshen up my office. And so put up a motivational quote, a picture of your family, um, you know, have a cool coaster there, have some crystals if you're into that, have a calendar, decorate your space and make it feel really, really good to yourself. 
Um, another thing about the, the boundaries. So this is going to go along with your um, with your morning, your routines. So I do recommend waking to an alarm. I know it's really easy, and I was doing that for the first probably week and a half where it was like, oh, Zeke wakes up at 7-ish, 6.30 sometimes, and that's plenty of time for me to get up and get ready and get him and start schooling him and have calls and stuff. And so I actually stopped waking up to an alarm. And then what happened is that I was like reacting to the day all day. So I do recommend setting an alarm, sneaking in even 15 minutes to yourself before the house is up, if at all possible. And that might mean asking your partner if they're working from home to do breakfast with the kids. So you can have a little bit of time for yourself. And while they're in the kitchen doing whatever, you can actually meditate or journal or read or just sit and stare at a wall, whatever that is. And the second time boundary. So first, wake to an alarm as much as you can. The second thing is um, at the end of your workday, I've been doing it jokingly, but like kind of serious. And it's been kind of nice to know like when I'm done with my workday, I go down to Ryan. And I'm like, honey, I'm home how was your day? And like, I pretend that I actually left the house, which I didn't. And he's been doing that a little bit too, where he's like, all right, I'm home, end of the work day. And so some of those just verbal things that you can do and joke around like, okay, I'm done with work for today, because what I'm seeing happen with a lot of my clients, and that's attributing to their stress level, is the fact that there is no boundaries. They are up right away, they flip open their laptop, and then they're done for the end of the day, but they just keep sneaking in work until six, seven, eight, nine, right up until bedtime because they can. There's no boundaries, it's really blurry. So having your own office space and then literally closing that down, the laptop putting things away, you know, marking up your calendar for the next day, whatever that looks like, and then doing like a honey, I'm home, like kind of, you know, a pantomime of sorts. And the last thing is setting a bedtime. Again, I know if you're not setting an awake time, you're probably not setting a bedtime. And then that makes it harder to start setting an alarm and awake time. So set a bedtime. Pretend that you are still working and going out of the office and still have to be, you know, semi-presentable for people and semi-well slept and set a bedtime and have, again, these conversations. It's been four weeks, you know, we're entering our fourth week for us. So if you've been doing this, a lot of that time has been already set for you. So like you are already setting these new routines. So if you can at all possible start undoing those or having those conversations this week, it's going to be really key to start setting those boundaries. So wake to an alarm, have a honey, I'm home, like a work end time. And then from there having a bedtime so you can actually get up earlier in the morning. Another thing that is good, not only biologically for you, for your circadian rhythms and sleep, but also for your mental health and physical health is getting outside. That has been almost a daily non-negotiable for us. We typically do it as a family at the end of the day, which is really nice because, you know, either I've been sitting on my biscuits all day or Ryan has and Zeke's getting a little tired of doing homeschooling stuff. And so we get outside and it doesn't have to be anything crazy long. Like don't, you don't need to go to like go on a 45 minute hike, but we have a little loop that we do. It takes about 15 minutes and getting outside, getting vitamin D, sunshine on your skin, fresh air in your lungs, getting out, maybe seeing a person or two from a socially safe distance. But getting outside is really, really key. So try to do that every single day and have fun with it. If it's pouring rain, put on your rain boots. Who cares if you get soaking wet? You're just going to come home anyways. So get outside no matter what it is. Bundle up or put on the rain galoshes. Have an umbrella. Enjoy the sunshine if you can. 
get outside. And doing that as a family is actually really, really, um, it's a really good ritual that you can begin. Uh, there's studies on behavior and communication styles between men and women. So m- women feel most comfortable typically facing across from each other, think across a table or next to each other in chairs in a stagnant position where we can make eye contact is really important to us. Whereas male communication is typically done side by side. So if you think of like when a bunch of men get together, they're not typically sitting across the table having coffee or brunch. They are playing basketball, they're playing video games or doing something else to occupy them while they're walking or, or playing or sitting side by side. So it's also a really great communication tool with your spouse is to when you're walking side by side, I found that Ryan honestly opens up a lot more um, than just sitting across the dinner table. And so thinking about that as another tool for your relationship and a tool in your toolbox for communication. There's a lot of good books on that. I can't remember any of the names of them that I've read, <laughs> but that's like a scientific thing that people have discovered is that, again, women uh, communicate really well face-to-face, whereas men communicate and tend to open up more when you're doing something while also side-by-side. So getting outside in those walks can be a really good tool for that. Now, y'all know I have to say it. Shut down social media. It is a shit show, you guys. Facebook is just like, What? <laughs> It's a total dumpster fire, Um, especially in mom's groups, you guys, you got to shut it down. I've talked about this on many episodes before, but as many barriers as you can put between you and the news media, you and social media is a good thing. So it could be uninstalling Facebook or moving it to the second or third page on your phone. It could be logging out every time. So you have to re-enter your password and that can give you time to pause and think, okay, do I really want to get on here? But either way, Refer only to certain social media that you trust and media that you trust. For me, I've bookmarked the Minnesota Department of Health. I bookmarked um, Governor Waltz's Facebook page for Minnesota. And I bookmarked um, the CDC. And those are pretty much the three places that I'm checking in and my free group on Facebook. And so those are kind of the four bookmarks that I have in a folder on my laptop. And so I have to go on my actual computer. I'm not accessing it from my phone. And that's been really, really helpful in setting boundaries. But this is going to be one that's going to require a little bit of willpower too, which you know I don't love willpower, but this one's going to be put in barriers to make it harder to do. And then go in with intention. Why am I getting on social media? Is this making me feel good? How am I feeling when I'm consuming this? And getting the hell out when it stops feeling good. Um, another one about communication, you guys, if you're at home with your parents or with your parents, well, I mean with your parents too, but if you're at home with your partner and you're at home with your kids, um, no matter what age they are, I don't care how much you love your family. This is a lot of family time. And even if you were with like your best friend or your favorite person in the universe, which hopefully maybe is your spouse, I don't know, maybe not, but If it's not, especially if it's not, and even if it is, you need to demand alone time. So we are so used to being able to go and have freedom to breathe in other, and even if you're in the same home and you can hear the kids, even if you're alone, quote unquote, in your room, it can be really tough to unwind and to feel like you've gotten some detachment from just other humans. And so demanding alone time, talk with your partner, say, hey, can I snag, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever you feel comfortable asking for. And the way that I've done this is um, for me, in the mornings, it's typically my meditation time. So I am just that's I just wake up earlier than everybody else, and I have about forty five minutes to myself where I meditate and journal and read, um, check my news sources, and then I then the family wakes up, and then you know here we go. 
Another way that I do that is um, by taking walks by myself. And so I might say, you know, hey, I'm going to go for a short walk and it'll be 15, 20 minutes. I'll plug in a new podcast that I haven't listened to, get outside, get some fresh air. Um, another one that I've heard people doing is literally like around lunchtime is packing up their lunch and going to like an empty parking lot or going to an empty park and just eating, like getting in a car, which feels, which feels really good actually, because you're like, oh, like a normal human thing to do, get in a car, which I haven't, you know, been in a car in forever, it feels like. And so doing that alone time, finding ways to literally be around no other humans, but you're not going to get it. You have to ask for it and demand it. And also give it to your partner and see how you can support them with that. Do they want to have a virtual happy hour with their best friend? Or do they want to go and, you know, shoot hoops from a safe distance from other people? Do they want to go for a walk or a run? And demanding that alone time. Because otherwise you will find yourself getting snappy, irritable, short. Just not a fun person to be around for yourself. And if you're like, what is going on? Then most likely it's because you haven't had any alone time, my friend. Um, along the lines of the same thing with your own office, I recommend having a school area for your kids. So Zeke's unfortunately is at the end of our dining table. We have a big enough dining table that we're not like moving it every night. So I have like a little, um, laptop is there and all of his pens and pencils and scissors and glue and all those things are there. And then his workbooks and some books too. So having a little school area for them is the same kind of mentality for you having your own office where they feel more settled. Oh, here's where I sit when I do my homework. Instead of moving it around or they're sitting on the couch or laying in bed, um, having an actual desk for them to sit at or a place where they can go consistently every day is super, super helpful. I recommend also connecting with family and friends. I'm not great at this. I'm actually kind of a homebody. And so it's been a, I mean, I have to remember to do it. So last weekend we celebrated, or two weekends ago, we celebrated my dad's 80th birthday. So we had a big Zoom call with all of him and his and his side of the family. Um, this last weekend we had one with my in-laws on Zoom, which was really fun and seeing them and their kids. Uh, I've had one each with my two best friends. And so making that time to connect with friends and family, because again, it's that social release where you probably do a little bit of venting about your partner or your job or your life situation, and you're not doing that as much right now. So it feels really pent up. So finding someone that you can actually be like, oh my gosh, invent about all the things, get it off your chest and then move on. The last thing that I want to say is that I know it is so easy to be perceiving what you are as doing your best and doing your best with what you know how. Just remember, other people are doing that too. So it's frustrating. I get it's so frustrating to see people not social distancing or continuing to go shopping for fun or gathering in groups. And it's really frustrating um, when you're doing your best and you feel like you're drowning at home or you're withering away at home. I do remember, I do want to remind you to lead with love, to stay in your lane. You're, you, it's not worth your anxiety spiking to judge the guy in Costco doing X, Y, Z. Um, you know, I, I believe there are times when we should be speaking up. If someone is too close to me in public, I will say something like, hey, you need to back up. Um, there are times, you know, if someone who you do have influence over, like your teenagers or parents or other people, like putting in your two cents might be helpful, but 99% of the time, you're not going to change the way they act or believe, especially some stranger on the internet in a mom's group. And like literally every other mom's post is, tell me if I'm wrong, but, or can I get an opinion on? <laughs> and 
I know, so I'll talk about red flag behaviors um, in the next episode about like things to look for when maybe you're getting off kilter and how to kind of correct those. Um, But one of my red flag behaviors, spoiler alert and sneak peek, is when I start getting gearing up a comment to post on social media to a total stranger to like rip them a new one or teach them a lesson or make them feel bad. Like, I know that's a red flag behavior for me. And when I start doing that, I'm like, whoa, Jennifer, you are off kilter. What is going on? Step away from Facebook. Um, So I'll talk about those more next week and how to give you some clues on what your red flag behaviors are as well as ways to release those. But just remember to lead with love and for the most part, stay in your lane. It's not worth trying to correct someone on Facebook or judging someone or putting all of your finite, beautiful energy into feeling frustrated because people aren't doing the best they can. If you can help influence their behavior, amazing, but most times you can't. And so saving your energy for yourself and your family right now is going to be key. I hope these help. So, you know, a little overview, um, paper plates, give yourself permission for that. Label cups, everyone gets one cup a day or disposable cups if you want to just go crazy. Uh, Setting boundaries with your spouse and with your kids, having a closed off office space, it's your own space if possible, if not having signs so they can know, are you on a call? Are you not on a call? Are you busy? Are you not busy? Um, Having set times for your day. So waking to an alarm before the rest of the house does. Having a work end time where you're like, honey, I'm home. And like joke about that. Like, okay, work is done for the day. And then having a set bedtime, which supports good sleep because sleep is so important to recovery. And especially with the amount of stress and fear we're living in, we need to recover even more. Demanding alone time. You won't get it. It won't be given to you most likely, unless you have a very thoughtful partner, then maybe it will be, but demanding alone time. There's a lot of unseen stuff going on, especially for me, I am, I am championing, 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 there we go, <laughs> uh, Zeke's schooling. So I'm doing 99% of the schooling by choice because my calendar is more flexible and I can do that during the day. Um, but it sucks sometimes. I feel a little underappreciated and I, that starts manifesting itself when I start nitpicking what Ryan is doing or snapping back to him or when he asks me to do something feeling resentful. And so instead of, I recognize again that red flag behavior that's coming up next week. I'll talk more about it, I promise. Um, the red flag behavior. And then I go, oh, and I'll say to him, hey, I did a lot today and I just want some recognition. I'm happy to do it. Honestly, most of the time I'm happy to do these things. I just want to feel appreciated and recognized for it. So demanding, um, just, yeah, demanding that, demanding those boundaries, talking about your boundaries, having a wake time, having a after work end time and having a bedtime. Demanding alone time. Um, I recommend doing a 10 minute daily pickup. So everyone on board, put on some T-Swift, set a 10 minute timer and everyone picks up their crap so that the house can stay semi, semi together. Having a school area for your kids, similar to your own office area, connecting with friends and family and let go of any social media, any person, anything right now that makes you feel guilty for not having your shit together because anyone who thinks they do does not. And if they do think they do, they probably are dropping a lot of balls, which good for them. But you don't need to compare yourself around that. You are working your own journey as always, always. I mean, literally, even before this, everyone is on their own journey. But right now, especially the last thing you need is to feel guilty for not doing things or for doing things less than or comparing yourself to the mom who's perfectly schooling her children because you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And it doesn't really serve you to even worry about that. 
Hope these help. Let me know. Um, you can, you know, send me an email, jennifer at craftyourlifecoaching.com. I'm on Facebook, Jennifer Tiggis Johnson or jennifer.t.johnson on Instagram. Reach out. Let me know if any of these tips are helpful or if you have any really good ones. I would love to share them next episode with everybody else. What's really working for you and maybe what did you try that's really not working for you? <laughs> um, and so upcoming happenings, uh, the beginning of May, I will be opening up one-on-one Mom Strong Method spots. More than ever right now, we need support. And I'm excited to, end, to open up these spots and support those women who are interested in getting private coaching um, to get them the support they need to not only be their healthy self but most mentally sane and stable self also it's a new month friends not too far in only seven days in so if you haven't grabbed your free mom strong habit tracker do so there's a link in the show notes or if you go to my facebook page there's a link in my banner picture as well so check that out and if you're not in the free mom strong facebook group i really want you in there i'm in there supporting you guys i'm doing better on content i took a little bit of a breather there it was just a little bit too much for me but now i'm back in there trying to support you all and remember, your mom's strong. You are not meant to be normal or average, my love. You are meant to be exceptional. And as always, I'm here for you in your corner, cheering you on and believing in you even before you believe in yourself. Massive love to you.